everyone. I can't believe we are already 41 episodes in. Hope all is well to anyone listening out there. On today's show, I have Liesl Auden, who currently plays on a women's soccer team at Syracuse. But before we get deep into the episode, where did your passion from soccer come from? How were you able to fall in love with the game and compete at a high level consistently? Yeah, uh, when I was younger, I always loved playing, and it was something I did a lot with um, my best friend and my older brother. And my older brother was always pretty big, like, inspiration and reason. I loved it so much, and it was something that we could connect with and something that he could kind of help me with and push me. Uh, He's, like, five years older than me, and so I always, growing up, I was always like, oh, I want to be like him. Um, And so that definitely had a lot to do with it. And then... It was just something like, you know, we always had soccer playing on the TV and I started to started to follow these uh, professional athletes and I started to get really excited about like getting better and continuing to play. And I played other sports here and there, like some basketball, some volleyball, okay. but I kind of knew that I kind of knew that I always just loved soccer the most because it was like if there's ever a conflict, I'll be at soccer. And um, and then I, I went to play for this team in the ECNL um, in Wisconsin, uh, FC Wisconsin, and it was just a super high level. And it was like kind of a hard decision and big decision for me to go play at that club because it was a, big, a lot bigger commitment. But right. once I went to a practice there, it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't leave this place. And everyone was so into it, and it was like being surrounded by all these people who had the same passion and desire and just like loved soccer and also loved the idea of like getting better and wanting to play in college and everything. So that was definitely, definitely made me feel really driven. That's awesome. Who did you model your game after? Cause for me, I, I played basketball and I modeled my game after Kobe. He's the reason why I wanted to play basketball. So when you were growing up and when you fall in love with soccer, who, who did you normally watch and couldn't wait to watch? Was it Alex Morgan well, I'm the, I'm the, I guess in terms of my position, I play center mid. And so I watched a lot of, um, I watched a lot of like Premier League soccer. And okay. um, I really loved watching Pogba. And so he was, he was kind of a, you know, center mid that I watched that was like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to be like him type of thing um, for a while. And then I guess another big one was De Bruyne. Um, he was this like, you know, awesome center mid that was just so creative and set up so much stuff that I was like, I want to be like that and model my game after him. And, you know, it's obviously different men's and women's soccer, but I think those were two big players that I really liked. And then on the women's side, someone that's just always been, I think, one of my, like, favorite women's players um, and someone that, someone whose work ethic, I guess, also I would like to, you know, kind of model myself after was Carly Lloyd. Okay. Um, and she had a couple of books that she wrote, too, that I loved. And I read those, and I was like, oh, yeah. And she was, you know, I felt like I connected her in some kind of silly little ways, but, like, one of her books was like, you know, oh, yeah, I, you know, I was never the one putting on mascara before a game. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. So you just finished up your sophomore season for the Orange. What did you expect coming into college? You know, being at a powerhouse school, comes with a lot of responsibility. Did your first two seasons go as expected? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't really know entirely what to expect. I went through a lot of I went through a lot of uncertainty my like junior senior year in high school because I tore my ACL and then I got cleared about a week before COVID happened. So I kind of tore my ACL and then I was like, oh, I'm back. And then it was like, oh, everything's shut down. Um, so I ended up being able to still kind of commit and to come to Syracuse, but my recruitment process was so different. I didn't really know 
once I got here, I was kind of like, okay, now I have to, you know, think about what's going to happen next. And um, we had, we were kind of rebuilding uh, the program when I came in, um, like kind of a new coach, like fresh coach, fresh players. Um, so that was a lot. I think that was something that, you know, was a lot I had to take in. And my class was 11 girls. So okay, wow, that's like a big class. One of, yeah. One of, I mean, we were obviously the biggest class on the team. I mean, our 11 girls was almost half of the entire team. So, yeah, that was, wow. that was obviously a lot too. So, it was, you know, it was really fun because it was like, okay, I have these 10 girls already that are like my best friends. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have this awful class. I'm coming in. We're all going through the same thing. But it was also hard because it was like all this competition right away. And like, it was everyone's first time to come into college and everyone wanted to like, you know, be the best and like be the difference. Cause, you know, it's like, with rebuilding the program, a lot of it was like, all right, who's gonna, you know, make the change? So yeah, my freshman year, I think I played more even than I was expecting coming in, largely because we struggled quite a bit with injuries mm-hmm. on our team. And um, I think we had like four or five knee surgeries in the fall, mm, um, couple, you know, muscle things. Yeah, and it was a lot. But um, so we ended up, by the end of the year, we were like, you know, pretty much playing everyone who was healthy so I ended up like I you know I started against Clemson which I was like all excited about and That's like awesome. playing in these ACC games which I didn't know if I was gonna be when I was coming in here um so it was really exciting but it was also you know definitely nerve-wracking and then it also was hard because it kind of I kind of had these expectations like okay I'm playing a lot you know and then coming in my sophomore year we had 29 healthy girls so it was super different because it's like we were playing like maybe 16 people every game. So there's, you know, 13 girls, almost half the team aren't. And um, I ended up kind of getting hurt at the very beginning of the year. And I was in a boot for a little while. And then I felt like I couldn't get back to 100% playing. And so then my sophomore year, I didn't really play, which was just obviously a big difference. And it was definitely like a struggle going kind of from one to the other, I guess. Right, and what what's the identity like within the program? What does your coach emphasize on you guys the most, you and your teammates? Like for, you know, in terms of a soccer aspect? Yeah, soccer, life, or just in general? I mean, one of our, I think one of our things is it's like we're a team of like grateful, competitive warriors. And, you know, playing in the ACC in the fall, we had three games in a row. We were playing, like, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia, ranked at the time number one, number two, and number three in the nation. So it's, like, I think one of the big things for us is just, like, be brave and, like, compete, um, you know, and just how when we're going up against these powerhouses, how we have to, you know, give it our all and prove ourselves. And then also, I guess, like, in terms of, like, you know, how we play, a lot of it, I think a lot of it is uh, we, like, defend to attack because, you know, it's like we want to we wanna defend really hard so that we can go to goal and score goals and have that kind of quick turnaround, um, so. Walk me through a time where you faced adversity. I know you touched upon it a little bit uh, just seconds ago, but walk me through a time where you faced adversity and how were you able to get through it? Like, you say you tore your ACL. What was the... What was your mental state when that injury occurred? What were you thinking? And how were you able to manage all those mixed emotions, you know, put one foot in front of the other and recover and get back on the field as quick as possible? Yeah, I mean, it was really hard for a while at first. And it was, you know, especially challenging because I wanted so bad to go play college soccer. And, uh, you know, a couple months into my torn ACL, like rehab and everything, it's like, 
anyone, any schools that I kind of had been talking to were kind of like, you know, oh, we got to look elsewhere. We got to move on. You know, like people are, you're, you're, you're in your junior year. There are other people that are healthy that we want to check out type of thing. And I think a lot of my identity growing up was soccer. And because of that, when I like got hurt, it was hard because I didn't, you know, I felt like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do in college? Do I even want to go to college if I can't play soccer? Like having all these questions that I hadn't really had before um, and kind of feeling like, okay, soccer was my outlet and now it's kind of the thing I'm angry at and I didn't really know how to deal with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't, I, I, I've never been like a big complainer in general and I usually have a pretty like positive outlook and you know happy like laugh a lot and so it was hard because I I wasn't really used to being like sad and frustrated right and and I didn't really want to show that for a while either like I you know I didn't want my parents to think I was doing too poorly and I didn't want to like complain to anyone and I was the same thing I was the same way yeah for sure so I ended up um, ended up putting a lot more energy I guess into other things and at first it was like frustrating but I think Little by little, it really started to help. I started reading more again, um, and then and I started. Um, I played the piano when I was younger, and I started kind oh, of nice. getting back into that and trying to find other things that I could like, you know, like push myself to get better at because I wasn't necessarily doing it with soccer. And then mm-hmm. um, something else I think that helped a lot was trying to just make like almost games and like competitions out of my rehab and just like trying to remember like, all right, I'm gonna you know compete with myself type of thing and like. I think that was that was something that that helped a lot, and I had I had good friends and family too, you know, helping me through it. So I think, but I think yeah, but I think a lot of it was trying to find other you know outlets to put my energy into, and that was that was definitely a big thing. I actually my parents got me a, a punching bag for Christmas, which was kind of funny because okay. it was like, you know, I'd never been like this aggressive person. <laughs> it was kind of fun because I could just kind of stand. I didn't have to like move my legs, use my knees, and I could just hit it when I really needed to and you know right, right. find other ways to like work up a sweat that's funny yeah. leading into this question what is your you know perspective on mental health in general is mental health discussed a lot w- within the soccer program or any other athletic programs at Syracuse what is your your stance on mental health in the athletic community I think that it's something that it gets discussed but not always to the extent that it needs to be and I think that's it also is something that often very like situational I guess and what what I mean by that is like something like other a big thing in the in the soccer community was the Stanford goalkeeper yeah Um, right 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 man yeah yeah. and and like it was I mean it was devastating and after that happened it's it was like we started having these like check-ins and these meetings and they were like you know hey your mental health is really important hey how's your mental health and like it lasted for a while, but you could tell it kind of, you know, then it kind of like died off. Yeah, know, I feel like I feel like yeah, when 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 something happens to a person, uh, anybody uh, that's dealing with mental health, and they end up taking their own life or have to go to counseling or whatever the case may be, we just like focus on it for like two or three days, and then it just dies down, and then we don't talk about it no more. When there's other situations and other people might be going through the same thing that that person went through, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I will say I think I'm really grateful to our coaches. I think that my, you know, specifically my soccer uh, coaches do a good job of like they've kind of implemented these weekly meetings with us and they're not mandatory, 
they're optional, which is really nice because it's not like, oh, I have to go talk to them. Right, but it's right. like a same option where it's like, if you're struggling, they're there and you can go be like, hey, like, you know, I want to come to my meeting this week. I really need to tell you that, you know, like there are times I've been and I've been like, hey, I'm, you know, I've been going to bed at three in the morning. I have exams this week. Like, I'm really struggling. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little down at practice or whatever. And they're very like, yeah, what can I do for you? You know, like, do you need help with anything? Like, are you getting enough food? type of thing and I that's something that I really appreciated about being here but I think it's also hard just with athletics as a whole and like being in you know like an NCAA sport there's so much emphasis on like mental toughness right. that I think sometimes people kind of confuse like mm-hmm. mental toughness and like mental health and right, it's like if right. you're with mental health that doesn't necessarily mean you're not tough but mm-hmm. like it's one of those things like oh if someone's like i gotta mental take a mental health day today there's always whispers or like there's a stigma it's like oh yeah they need a day off you know and it's almost a bad thing sometimes that's really what you know people gotta do to take care of themselves right so that's awesome that you guys have weekly meetings so you coaches your coaches do weekly meetings optional right throughout the season or is this like Mm -hmm. All year round. Throughout, yeah, the whole year, yeah, like even oh, right wow. now in the spring, and so they rotate. So we have three coaches. So like each week, you have the option to meet with a different coach. Um, oh, nice. And so there's like you know eight girls or whatever in each group, and they so they have eight meeting times type of thing. And so yeah, it's it is really it's really nice, and it's it's kind of nice. Generally, it's it's a meeting where they always say like we don't want to talk about soccer today. Obviously, you know if you want to bring something up, there it's always welcome. But it's more of a type of thing where they're like how are you doing, you know, emotionally and physically and like with school and with sleep and with food and, you know, are you homesick type of thing. So it's really nice to get to kind of talk about that. Sounds like your coaches are assertive and they want to make sure that you guys are in a healthy mental spot, which is great. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. What are you looking forward to uh, the most for next season? I think I'm really excited to see, as a team, I'm really excited to see just how our team has grown because we've had, like I said, I mentioned, we had a huge class freshman, sophomore years. It was like our team was majorly, majorly consisted of underclassmen. And, we, you know, we've always been in kind of a young team. So I think one of the things that I'm really excited for next year is just getting to see how now a lot more players on our team have a lot more experience in college soccer and in the ACC and excited to see how we can use that and really start to you know, make a difference in our play. Um, and I'm also just excited to see we kind of have our main, like, captains that we've had, like, when I came in when I was a freshman, have now graduated, have left. And so I'm excited to see, too, we kind of have a lot of areas where we're kind of waiting on some leadership and where, you know, we have new leaders starting to step up and people filling roles. And That's I'm you. To see that. That's you coming up, right? Or it's been yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see, you know, how, where all that goes to and just kind of how everyone can step up and, you know, yeah, lead the team in their own way. So you, you had 11 people in your class. How many yeah. how many people out of 11 are still at Syracuse? Um, all 11. Damn. So not yeah. only you guys started together, you guys will most likely finish together. And that means that you guys are getting older, which is which is very unique because... That's that, that that's not common for all eleven to still be at the same school. It goes right. to credit to your coaching staff. So, what do you think you can accomplish as a team next year, as far as you know, winning the ACC championship, as far as you know, getting the tournament bid, or what is the ceiling? Well, there's no ceilings, first of all. Yeah, I mean. We, our last season, we had our best, like, record in the last, I think, 10 years or something like wow. that. 
for like one of the first times in a while we weren't um we didn't have a negative pole differential and that was like exciting for us to kind of see some of our steps and some of the stats actually coming and showing that what we've been doing and so i think i mean i think our our biggest thing that we want to do and that we know we can do this next year is uh postseason uh postseason play like an ncaa tournament bid we know we want to make it to the tournament and we really feel like with with all the competition that we get in the ACC in season, like we just gotta, you know, we gotta have some big wins and when we are in season and then postseason, we make it to that tournament and we can take on a lot of these teams. And I think when we, when our team really fights for each other, um, we're really hard to beat. So I'm right. excited about that. Right. And thanks for answering that. Cause that, that, that was a tough question. But um, what I want to say is it's all, I tell, I tell people this all the time, our athletes all the time, younger athletes, that you should always think big, but when the season starts, you have to realize that you have to take it day by day. I know this sounds cliche, but it's really, it really oh, helps. Yeah, and, and you got to take it day by day. You got to put one foot in front of the other, and you got to take it game by game. You can't just go into the, yeah. you know, go into the regular season thinking about the national championship when it's four, five months away. You got all these games piled up. How, what are you doing to get better each game? And I feel like uh, that's what that that summarized what you just said about winning the big games and focusing on how you guys improved from you know from ten years ago till now or being the first team in ten years to not have a negative uh, goal differential, which is awesome. So it's all about the the little steps which will create the the big results. So thank you for sharing that. And what kind of impact and legacy do you want to leave behind before you graduate? I think a big thing that I want to leave behind is just um, kind of a change in, in culture in the program and change in how we see ourselves. And like in the past, you know, recently in the, in the ACC, Syracuse soccer has been toward the bottom. And again, it's, you know, it's a great conference playing teams like Duke, Virginia, whoever. Yeah, right. um, and But, you know, Syracuse has always been kind of one of those teams where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's an upset when like this year we tied Virginia. um, They were number two. And it was like big news that we tied them. It was an upset. And I want to I want to like kind of get to the point where it's like everyone expects us to compete against these teams and everyone expects us to do well, you know, and kind of leave the legacy where it's like Syracuse is one of those teams where you're scared to face them and they're you know going to be the team that's hard to beat. Mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I love it. I end the episode with this. Any advice that you would give to a younger athlete who may be listening to this episode right now? Any advice on handling themselves through adversity or just, um, you know, getting to where you are right now and just continue to grow? Any advice to a younger athlete that may be tuning in right now? Yeah. Um, one of the big things that's really helped me going through adversity is to celebrate small successes. Um, and like when I'm like, you know, going through rehab, for example, and I had to do that, it's like, it wasn't just like, okay, you know, when can I sprint? It was like, you know, today I walked up the stairs for the first time and like, oh, today I, you know, got off the couch and I didn't feel any pain and like finding little things to be really excited about and proud of yourself and trying to just really focus on those and how, you know, kind of how you're growing and how you're improving. Um, rather than, you know, how long it's taking or how hard it is. Um, and then just, I guess, just, you know, as cliche as it sounds, staying positive and, like, being grateful. Like, I know one of the biggest things I learned coming back from an injury was, like, how grateful I am to be healthy and to be playing. And, like, 
even now it's like like running fitness or like working out it's like i love doing it because i'm you know i'm grateful that i can type of thing right awesome thank you for coming on and taking your time out of your busy schedule to to hop on here and get on my platform um everybody go support Syracuse Women's Soccer next year. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you. I don't really know you, but I, I feel like I, I gained a gen- genuine connection from you, and uh, that just speaks volume to to uh, what kind of person you are. So, uh, good luck to you and your teammates, and just continue to, like I said, put one foot in front of the other and continue to kick ass. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. This is awesome. All right, really no problem. It. Yeah, I'll stay in touch with you.